Hello and welcome to the Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for attorney Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And we are back. We baby. are back, Woo. baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were canceled by Fox. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, <laughs> uh, we, took, we took a little bit of a break for several reasons, which we'll get into in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think probably have to, just to prepare you, because we're all getting back into this, first good chunk of the podcast is probably going to be us catching up, talking about the world. And yeah. after that, we are diving right into episode 20 of Ooh. season three, The Prom. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's a very important episode to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a really good one to come back to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been a little bit of a, it's been a little while, but uh, I say let's head into the library. All right. <laughs> Okay, first questions first. <laughs> How is everyone? <laughs> uh, tired? <laughs> of, yeah. Fatigued? Emotionally fatigued? Yeah. You know, waking up in a... Uh, realizing that you got dealt the dimensional hand of being in our own particular dimension is uh, more troubling than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think it's like one of... <laughs> yes. it's, it's one of those things where, like, I... Because I remember on election day, like, I was, like, running around the office, and I was like, I'm just so anxious. Like, I was in a really good mood because I was really excited because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is going to be so great. And then, like, halfway through the day, I started getting really nervous and getting, like, this really, like, and I'm, like, one of those people that's always, like, worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I was, like, talking to, I was talking to, like, Adam and Steven, and I was like, but guys, what if? And they're like, "Eh, it's not going to happen. Uh and then it did. And then just watching the election results come on, and I'm, like, sitting in a room with, like, I knew some of the people, but I did not know most of them, and I was just, like, sobbing and just going, like, we're so fucked, just, like, on repeat. Mm. And so it's just been that for, like, two weeks. It's so, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to, this is a little bit of a, a, a background peak, almost like a Muppet show sort yeah. of little moment I'm going to provide here. Please. Um, I'm wondering, and... Everyone's part of the process right now and is deciding this. If maybe we should record this session and then do a special election conversation that we could put up separately. We could. We you guys could. interested? Because I feel like we have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. We we do. It's also like I don't know if we if people are interested, I would That's do what it. I'm but it's also if like do we need that to that we don't do need it? to throw it up? Like, I mean we can throw it up and if people aren't interested in listening to it, that's fine. But I but I personally have been um craving conversation mm-hmm. about okay. it. And not and like I'd a, love to have the conversation. Not like an angry cr- like a yeah. like a I don't need rants. I just want like a discussion to hear people's voices <laughs> to, yeah. to yeah. kind of recalibrate what the where we are in the society. Yeah. Uh, so cool. I think we're already kind of in it, right? Yeah. So we're gonna do that first. I say we'll we'll put a little pause and make sure we focus on on the Buster. Okay. I mean, I think that she ties into it. Yeah. So it'll it's... probably be a, it'll probably come up a lot. But then anything we haven't touched on, we'll do in the, in a session. We'll release a few days from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're focusing more on Buffy. Yeah. Then... But we can talk about. I don't mean to truncate any conversations. No. But I, I just want to make uh, sure. I'm but also, a big catch up since the last time we've all been together in terms of other stuff. Oh. Um, it was Holland's birthday recently. Yeah. Happy ho- Happy birthday, Holland. Um, we're party, uh, we're party planners now. Yeah, we we can talk about yeah. that really quickly. Yeah. So let's talk about Halloween for a second because yeah. that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. that Halloween happened. Itself. Yeah, we threw our first party. It was called Halloween itself, and a lot of people came and wore Buffy costumes. It was it great. It was incredible. Um, we had 
a couple come in that were uh, wolfing out Oz and Joan of Arc Willow mm-hmm. from the episode Fear Itself. If you haven't seen that episode yet, that's fine. We're not going to spoil it. That's as much as I'm going to say about it. But they came, and, and um, I was dressed as Oz from yeah. the episode. There were like five different Oz's from that episode. There were a lot of Oz's. Yeah. That was a really itself. popular one. Yeah. So I turned, and I saw them walking in, and they looked confused. And I was like, oh, maybe they don't see who invited them, or they're looking for Chris or someone. Mm-hmm. And so I pointed at the Oz, and I opened up my shirt and revealed the name tag. Yeah. And then he pointed at his, and then we met up, and they... Were, I was like, you know, yeah, how did you, um, who are you here to see? Like, how did you find out about it? They were already dressed up as Oz and Willow awesome. before they heard about the party. No one had recognized it, and no one was, like, making a big deal about it in person. It was, like, uh. it was huge on Reddit. But they saw on Twitter that there was a Buffy party and came to the party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that made awesome. my night. That made my night that they were just, like... I was like, yeah, who told you about it? They're like, we found out about it. <laughs> and is this is so perfect. Awesome. This is all we want for Halloween night. Um, that is so beautiful. And I was uh, I was Fear Itself Anya in the bunny outfit. And there were yep. two others. There were two yep, other bunny yep. Anyas. Your bunny outfit was... <laughs> Incredible. It was like a whole saga. I just remember <laughs> you telling me the story because you did getting the... Yeah, Chris was wearing a, a child-size bunny outfit because the adult-size bunny outfit was $100 and the child-size bunny outfit was $20. Yeah. So he went for the child-size one, but then needed to wear different pants for reasons. Uh, and... <laughs> I walked in and Chris had a kigu, but not the whole kigu, just like the bottom half, and then it's tied <laughs> around his waist, and then it's the it just was it was all like it was bigger because it was like folding up like the hood and like the arms and everything. So that was his bunny tail. Your exact wording, Chris, to me was, if I didn't have this, I would be kicked out. <laughs> That was what a, but it was such a great night. Uh, If you, the last session we put up was the little extra credit was a message from, it was just a bunch of people saying happy Halloween. So Mm -hmm. if you, if you weren't able to make it, listen to that and you'll feel like you were right there. Um, And that has led to an announcement we can make right now because we'll be doing another party tonight and. Uh, we'll have another one coming up. Well, tonight is when we're recording it. So it will have been two days ago. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, three days ago. It's called yeah. Fantastic Beers and Where to Find Them. Mm-hmm. We're speaking to you from the past. The past. Whoa. And then uh, <laughs> Holland was, uh, Holland was uh, Graduation Day Part 1 Buffy. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Which are just clothes that I just own. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't know. I think I low-key... I, I know, slayer just, bounding. Yeah. Ooh, it just happens good. just in Ooh, my everyday. Slayer bounding. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was sounds like an activity we could <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so we're was... gonna have different theme parties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them buffy, some hour. of them not. Yeah. yeah. At idle hour. They were so they were so I w- we talked about it at one point I was worried that we were being very annoying. Yes, me too. Because we were being blatantly yeah. buffy. Oh, like yes. loudly. We had a uh, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> we had a there microphone. We were taking pictures with the library cards yeah. and stuff. And afterwards, uh, they a, a lot of our friends work at Idle Hour, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we know some folks there, and they were like, no, this is this is great. And then we had a meeting with Idle Hour, mm-hmm. and they were like, let's do more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. 
they're very supportive of yeah. getting together and having kiki parties. And it, yeah, it's oh. cool because we can kind of we we we're given free range to do whatever we want uh, <laughs> once a month. Um, so yeah, Idol Hour in uh, North Hollywood, Is the one that looks spot? like a giant barrel. It's already a really cool space. Um, and then we get to do stuff. It's just like a lot of power to have. I'm real excited about it. You uh, in the meeting, you went wild. You went I, crazy. Well, yeah. I just, what was your pitch? Like the elements party? <laughs> People could come as water or soil. I don't know. You said that? No. no. Just making up. <laughs> just making up terrible pitches at all. Virgin suicide. She wants to do the I did. I did actually want to do a virgin suicide party. <laughs> that was actually, everyone would wear white. This, was, <laughs> this is why I don't plan parties. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I like it. Yeah. And it probably will happen. To be I just, because he was like, oh yeah, we can do cult stuff too. And then I like perked up and I was like, oh, <laughs> you want weird things? Let me, <laughs> I have some pictures for you. Um, so yeah, those wow. are Halloween. So, yeah, keep, eye, keep yeah. eyes out every month. Also, a uh, little, you might have seen on Instagram and uh, other socials, I did a spot of traveling. I uh, I actually touched two Salem's, or nearly two Salem's. I went to Boston at the beginning of October, and I don't think we've chatted about that oh, a yeah, lot. Yeah, great. So I got yeah. to see Holland's old stomping grounds. And then uh, I went to Salem there, and I got you guys some gifts from Salem. So at the end of the podcast, I will hand those out. Oh, oh my God, cool. I'm so excited. Oh, I miss Salem so much. And then I went to Portland for the nice. first time as an adult. I've never been to Portland. It's, I've never been. Um, it's amazing. I've heard, go. I've heard the dream of the '90s is alive there. Very much that's so. Great. Now it's feeling like the dream of like the early 2000s to me. Okay, but maybe that's an age thing. Maybe it's because I'm I'm not literally the age of uh, the folks who run Portlandia. But it was it's spectacular. It's incredible. Uh, so we should all go. <laughs> so yeah, that's a big catch up for me. That's what I. So yeah. also that postponed the podcast recording because I was in different mm-hmm. parts of the country yeah. uh, traveling for various reasons. Yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody out there. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on back into the library. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It is good to be back. So let's let's get back into it. Let's get back into season three. Okay. So uh, we're doing season three. Let's talk. do it. Let's <laughs> chat about the episode. Uh, now, we were on sort of a vacation, I guess, for a little bit. Maybe you were too. <laughs> Maybe you're like, wait, what? There's a Sunnydale City Group session out? I didn't watch the episode. I'm not ready for it. Well, don't worry. Chris is going to catch you up. He's going to give you our cram session. He's going to summarize the episode, the prom, in five super easy uh, uh um, prom committee gifting sentences. <laughs> so, Chris, take it away. Uh, realizing through dreams and a eventual argument with Mel's conversation with Joyce, Angel realizes that his relationship with Buffy cannot exist and decides to tell her that he is going to end their relationship, which sends Buffy into a sadness as she is approaching the high school prom, which she wants to be a momentous occasion. One. I feel like you've covered 80% of the episode already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard... And probably called it a hard initiation. <laughs> One. Uh, meanwhile... Xander discovers that Cordelia's father, due to tax evasion, has lost all of his money and is, because that's considered bad in some, some situations. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. yep. <laughs> 
So Cordelia is working in a dress shop to pay off a dress where Xander is realizing that this is actually kind of sad when he is almost attacked by a hellish dog that then immediately runs and attacks a guy in a prom suit. Two. The gang realizes very quickly that this is a hellhound that is trained to chase people in formal wear and through some very easy investigation they discover that it is a a boy named tucker wells who uh, after being rejected on a prom date is training vicious hellhounds to attack the high school prom three Uh, buffy discovers his lair and goes to his place and very, very easily defeats both him and kills all the dogs in time to show up to the prom looking like a queen. Four. Everybody's just having a prom. And Xander's going with Anya, Willow and Oz, and the whole event climaxes with Xander having secretly bought Cordelia's dress for her as a favor and uh, Jonathan gets on stage and gives Buffy the class protector award which is embodied by a golden umbrella that represents that the entire class is appreciative to the fact that Buffy has been saving their lives and they haven't been ignoring it they've been paying attention to it this whole time there's some commas in there (laughs) five That's it. Great great rap. I just have to say that, okay, so Marty Noxon wrote this episode, and I love Marty Noxon so much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, there's so many amazing things about this episode, but one of the greater things is that they never flat out say that Xander bought the dress for Cordelia. Mm -hmm. It's just all implied. And it's, like, obviously, like, he knows that she couldn't afford it. He's the only one who knows. And it's, they have, it's mostly, it's that, like, look at prom. It's, Mm -hmm. like, you... Mm-hmm. Uh, you like think that it's like that's the thing. It's like it's never it's never like thoroughly stated. Like oh, Xander did this, but it's like you know, yeah, because mm-hmm. of the way it's written, because of the way it's acted, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like that where she's where he's like, it looks good on you. Yeah, like that's not going together. That's yeah. like the conclusive moment of their it's so friendship. Great. Yeah, I would you know? agree. It's such a nice moment. That oh, it that is. whole I mean that whole episode. I just like cry throughout it, Ugh, and then when yeah. it gets to the end, I'm just sobbing. Uh, um, yeah, it's such a too. beautiful episode. Yeah, when he gives it, it's and and that they all noticed that she was doing all this. Yeah, yeah, is like uh, that's um, that's my favorite part of the episode, and I think a reason that it was. Uh, so great to come back specifically into this episode with everything that's going on in the nation and the world is that it's an episode where um, it highlights something that I don't know if I've seen it and been so emotionally affected by it where it's the statement of good deeds might go unmentioned but they don't go unnoticed and it's so it comes out of left field that Buffy gets an award like she's so surprised yeah after everything she's been through, the idea yeah. that, like, people c- might not be able to help all the time with, like, the burdens you have, but people know. <laughs> yeah. And the struggle is to, like, h- how do we voice it and how do we acknowledge it? And yeah. they gave her an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. No, the the class, yeah, the class protector moment makes me sob. That's when I start sobbing. Yeah. It's, like, at that. Yeah. Because I, like, cry thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's that, it's that whole thing where it's, like, because we know how much Buffy has done. But you don't, it's hard to think because no one else talks about it. So you don't know if everyone else knows. Um, 
And then actually something that I was reading that's a really good point is, um, so for anyone who watched this like live, which was not me because I'm a baby, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so Air- Earshot hadn't been, hadn't aired because right. of the Columbine massacre. So we, so people didn't know that Buffy saved Jonathan's life oh. and Jonathan would have killed himself. So Jonathan is presenting the award to her and it has so much more, it's already a meaningful moment, but it has so much more meaning because he would have killed himself if not for Buffy. And he's presenting the award, but Earshot hadn't aired if you're yeah. just watching it live. Got so like it. you didn't have that extra. So it's a different experience. So it's like, yeah, it's a different experience. And I don't, I wonder if anyone like watched it without knowing that, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Totally. Or maybe if you're just like, watching this episode as a standalone, yeah. you don't realize that. But it's like knowing that as like this whole other layer to the fact that you're like, why is Jonathan on stage? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't it the other guy giving the awards? Like, it's this whole other. They like bring Jonathan onto the yeah. stage, has to like lower the mic, and he's like all <laughs> yeah. awkward about it because it's uh. something that he doesn't do. And then he presents this award to her, and like a few episodes back, like she like stopped him from killing himself. So. Yeah, it's, it's like overall, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's this might so be intense. a little bit of a spoiler, but the character Jonathan goes on to run the show Empire, and that's very <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge deal. Buffy, <laughs> thank you, Buffy. Buffy, you can thank that. Buffy a lot for, for Empire. Empire to happen. Yeah, but yeah, the, the thing with that moment is, it's just like a really relatable thing too, because I feel like a lot of us like you feel like you do things that don't go unnoticed, or like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like every. I think we're all the same, but it's always hard to tell. And maybe it's an LA thing or an industry thing, but people have all this like fake confidence. Um, Mm. and it really irks me and I can't tell if it irks me because I don't have it or if it irks me because I'm like, you're just lying. Like you're lying. Stop lying. Cause everyone just acts like, like they're so full of themselves and like talk about all the things they do and like their accomplishments and like everyone is just really into themselves and really good at just like talking about all their stuff. And I'm one of those people that I try to do it because everyone else does, but I don't feel comfortable talking about myself and I don't feel comfortable like Mm -hmm. bragging about Mm -hmm. things I'm doing. And I just also, I just, and I'm really hard on myself. So I just assume it's like what you think about yourself is what you assume everyone else thinks about you. Yeah. So it's like this really relatable moment where you have Buffy where she just wants, like she wants this like quintessential kind of like high school moment. Like she wants to be acknowledged for something and the fact that it happens. And I don't think she realizes how much people appreciate her either. So then you actually have that moment of everyone just kind of being like, no, we appreciate you. Like we wanted to do this. And it's, it's just really nice. And I love Mm -hmm. the moment with Giles afterwards where he himself is surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Giles who keeps it all together as best as he can for these kids who are facing, you know, so many apocalypses. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, I could not, I didn't know that children in masks could be so kind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, you forget sometimes that, I don't know, it seems like people are terrible a lot of the time. And I think there are a Mm -hmm. lot of people that aren't great. Um, but it's great when you're reminded that not all people suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, or people can choose not to suck. I would say if there's something you could take away from the episode uh, and our discussion in the podcast mm-hmm. would be to make, like, especially after the election happened, I, like, went into a panic, and I was, like, honestly, I was scared to leave my apartment <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Uh for my own well-being and then after a little bit I was like no actually like I need to have an opposite reaction and like every interaction I have in person 
uh, I try to make it like a good positive interaction. Like if I'm just like walking on the street and someone's like next to me, just like to smile or to like say hi or like, hey, you know, hope, hope you're having a good day or something like that. Or even when you see something good and something you appreciate to voice it instead of staying silent. Because I'm always like quiet. I'm like, that. wow, that guy's a really good DJ at this bar. I was at the Thirsty Crow with my friend the other night. Yeah. And the DJ was really good in playing like all this like Tarantino like funk music. Oh, cool. And it was like exactly what I needed. And normally I'd be like, that was awesome. And I'd think about it. And in the, my stupid writer mind, I'd be like, I'm going to put that in a movie. Like, cool DJ guy. But I was like, no, tonight I need to go up and tell him that like I really appreciated it. And I was like, Dude, your music's been great tonight, man. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much. I needed that. And he was like, great. And I bet he loved hearing it from you. I hope so. Yeah. I felt like there's been kind of this outpour of. Of, of positivity for each other since the giant cloud of... If you're, yeah, I mean, political uh, disclaimer, if you don't agree with this, then uh, I don't give a shit. Donald Trump is a piece of shit. He's not my president. Um, so, so anyway... Keeping it real. Uh, since, that, uh, since that dark cloud has kind of cast over our society, it's like, yeah, like, uh, underneath everybody panicking and freaking out, there's been such a personal outpouring yeah. of support for one another. And really quick, one thing that's been really interesting is like I know a lot of people are like worried to voice their I don't I don't like Donald Trump as a person. Yeah. <laughs> we get into like my feelings about him as a politician in a little bit. But he's a con man. The, that's how I, I've been saying it lately. Which I, is all it is. Yeah. He's I, an incredibly <laughs> successful con man. I feel the same way. Uh, and honestly, I, I do think that he wants to be president as much as I want him to be president. Like, looking at his face <laughs> during some of those speeches and meetings. But uh, the main thing is, like, a lot of people are just, like, accept it or whatever. Like, don't. Like, I've seen online. I haven't interacted in person with anybody who's said this. Um, but a lot of people, like, I've seen online where a lot of people are like, don't say that or whatever. Like, keep your thoughts to yourself. It's like, didn't you like the guy? Because, like, he did keep it real and he didn't hold anything back so like let's just it, let's if there could be a positive it's just honesty like let's do mm-hmm. it if that's something you like and you're saying that you enjoy then great here are my thoughts no. yeah <laughs> i also shoot straight <laughs> and i'm not gonna like lie or like keep mm-hmm. stuff behind my back uh and i'm happy to not be politically correct because i think he's honestly politically incompetent <laughs> oh, i think that the uh i think that he would have beat mary wilkins maybe even in a Easily. Mayor Wilkins... Because he's a classic politician. He just never had any competition. I mean, I don't know much about the political uh, history of Sunnydale, besides I think it was just always <laughs> Wilkins, right? That's what I'm curious about. Because, like... <laughs> just always him? Did he, like, plant... So, Wilkins like started Sunnydale. Yeah. Or he was there at least in the he started inception. Yeah, he, he did. Founded. Like, he did. Or there's he's there's a, a comic. There's a, there's a Tales of the Slayer, Western Slayer comic that ends with so him just no one's questioning that he's just always been mayor? Yeah, Does maybe he just always win re-election? Do they, but isn't there usually, like, a law that you can only be re-elected I so don't, many times? Yeah, I think that he's a new-ish mayor. And I think that he just played a long con. But we might have to look into this. Yeah, I'm curious. I My guess would be that the justification would be that he's got some kind of confusion spell that like oh, he's yeah. always been the mayor and he always changes, but like whenever he's getting and people think that yeah, people don't realize the whole that's time. Oh, just kind it's of, like a Clark Kent sort of thing where it's like, is he still the mayor? Or yeah. even like active magic. Oh, like, okay, magic, yeah. that makes sense. A dark spell has been cast that everyone like kind of in Harry Potter how there's like the like the confusion spells that like right. Hermione puts up around their tent. Yeah, it's just like or like, it's when, like a Men in Black. 
flashy, yeah. flashy yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what blew my mind about... Actually, I'm going to say this really quickly, and then I'm going to go back to the Harry Potter thing. Because uh, that's our Harry Potter alarm. That means oh. we got to make another reference. Uh, just kidding. That's one of the many sirens you'll hear in Los Angeles at any mm. given moment. <laughs> uh, but my... It's an interesting thing. I'm um, a registered... I'm, I, yeah, I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't... Uh, uh, identify myself with any particular party. And so I know lots of people, whenever uh, a politician is getting criticized, they feel like they themselves are getting criticized. So anytime I'm just like, screw that person, they're like, whoa, hey. And I'm like, I didn't, it wasn't to you. It was literally to this person as a career that I feel like is, is a, they're a public servant and I have, a, like, I have an opinion as a member of the public about it. So any comments we make about politics, I really want to emphasize it's not about, like, a group of people mm-hmm. or someone. And yeah. I think that there's, like, in the collective conversation that sometimes gets into it where they're like, well, you're insulting this whole region. I'm like, I literally said nothing about that. Nothing about that. And I'm happy to talk yeah. about, like, individual, like, citizens, like, racism and xenophobia and sexism and stuff like that. That's great. I think I would love to talk about that. I associate that separately from politics, even though they... In, they influence each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. But whenever I make a statement about like Donald Trump, I'm not making like a widespread statement about America or something. Yeah, it's no, literally about this human. It's hard yeah. though because I understand why people get upset about that kind of stuff because I'm the kind of person that like if you tell me you don't like a movie I like, I take it as a personal attack. <laughs> okay, yeah, so right. it's like I understand why people act that way because uh, it's hard, and I think it's I think it's just because people. People aren't normally this emotionally involved in politics. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't want to say it's like a more recent thing, but maybe it's just like the state of our country right now. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's the content that's being made about what's happening right Mm -hmm. now. But everyone, if people are invested, if people were either invested in the election or invested in the state of things right now, they are emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Social media uh, rewards people for having emotional reactions to things um and like if you're tweeting something very mundane and straightforward it's not really the most exciting thing whereas like if you're like me on a monday and it's like a gif of like a disney princess falling over you're like oh yeah whoa that's a great opinion you had i gotta i gotta retweet that that's a good thought yeah uh yeah that's like aristotle level thinking there yeah we're all going a little we're all getting extra crazy i think because of Social media, just in each other's business all the time. Yeah. It's like so much argument, so much intensity. It's easy to fan like that much like fervor too, or at least even create this illusion of like crazy fervor. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the election, I cut myself off from social media for a little bit, especially Facebook. And my worldview totally changed where I was like, well, I guess reality is like me on this couch and I got to feed my cat mm-hmm. and I go out to the grocery store. None of us are yelling at each other right. or using insults, and no one has frog faces. But this, I think this is real. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think what I'm doing in real life is real and not, like, my Twitter feed where I'm just like, oh, this represents life. Like, it's not. It's, like, a very totally skewed uh, view of that. Mm. So it's moments like, I don't know, like, in prom, even though I know that this is a fictional TV show, <laughs> that, like, I feel like those are more of, like, the real interactions and like metrics that I want to hit in my lifetime mm-hmm. of like those moments. And I'm not too concerned about like, if I win a fight on Twitter, I, <laughs> you know, cause it never, those are never to be one really. It's like, I've never really evolved in an argument wherever I've like gotten into it with somebody on the opposite side. And I was like, you know what stranger that popped up in my aunt's news feed? 
<laughs> you and I are going to go toe-to-toe for a minute. Yeah. And it's not like either of us walks away changed. Yeah. We just walk away, probably both of us, annoyed and upset in our own lives. Yeah. So it's... Uh, not to it's say that that isn't, like, an important... Like, it's not important to reach out to people. Because I've seen you several times, Holland, on social media, like... Fix people's lives. Well, no. Okay, so it's it's so. <laughs> a better term. No, it's really hard because I I'm fucking I'm online all the time. I wish I tweeted less. I wish I was on the internet less. I wish it wasn't like an appendage, but it is. And <laughs> I get into arguments about this all the time. Not all the time. There are certain people that like give me shit because they're like, your life is in the internet. Your life is whatever's happening around you. And it's like whatever. I also have good moments in the real world. So fuck you. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want that shirt. I want that shirt and that pin <laughs> and that hat. And I'll wear all of them. in the real world. So. Fuck you. Wait, uh, you get Mina to make the <laughs> Holland quote where The joke is line. that Mina, uh, Mina, who's been on the podcast, uh, is one of our really good friends. And uh, there was this running joke where she told me for my birthday she was going to make me a hat that said it's fine on it because I always say it's fine when it's not fine. <laughs> Um, cause it's not, um, <laughs> but then she did and she gave it to me on my birth. It's the perfect, I have it with me. It just says it's fine. Um, but I lost what I was saying. Oh, I, okay. So, and also I don't like getting in fights with people on the internet. It makes me really uncomfortable. Um, because also when I'm fighting with someone, I always try and see the other person's side and then I start questioning myself and then I'm like, I think I'm wrong, but I'm not. And I think the best example of that was I wrote this article about feminism without using the word intersectional feminist, but what I was stating was clearly intersectional feminism, but I didn't technically use that word. Mm -hmm. Um, So a bunch of people read the title of my article, which was like, there's no wrong way to feminism or something like that, um, and started calling me a white feminist because they were saying I wasn't intersectional. (laughs) Because basically I was saying like, hey, the biggest issue within feminism is us all fighting with each other. Um, so we need to realize that people have different views of what feminism is. And if we can just work together on that, we can like further our cause. Um, and everyone was like, no, you're wrong. Intersectional feminism is the correct feminism. And, uh, that's what it is. And you're a white feminist and you don't know what you're talking about basically. And then I was like, I'm not white. And they're like, yeah, but you look white. So you're white. And I was like, okay. Uh, and I got real upset and I was like, because I was told to be engaged in the comments by the site that I wrote it for. So I was kind of forced into being in the comment section and I was trying to like defend myself, but also like tell, cause I always just be like, Oh, I guess you're right. Uh, that's not what I meant. I meant this. And then you just like all these fucking like footnotes and stuff. Um, but it's stuff like that. And then the other day I was just being dumb because everyone is like, uh, people like idolize Bernie a lot. And sometimes it bothers me because I'm like, I don't have anything against him. I'm just like idolizing any one person is wrong. And I, I don't know if I'm guilty of idolizing. Hillary. Really well, dangerous. I don't, I don't know if I'm guilty yeah. of idolizing Hillary and I'm, I'm, I might be, but I don't mean to. I think it's just, for me, it's just like, oh, she's mm-hmm. a woman and she's running for president and people gave her so much shit. And she was, I, I that's like a whole other mm-hmm. story. That's just like being a woman in general. And that's yeah. something I can relate to. Um, so Bernie had said something about working with Trump and I made a joke about like, where's your God now? And then, <laughs> that's so awesome. And then I had people so being like very angry. Yeah, I got an, and I, got I was an like with Jay about the Bernie Trump thing. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh well, you know, if it was Bernie, he would have won. And I was like, you don't know that. I was like, I, I think he would have. I think he would have lost more than Hillary. I was a I remain a Bernie supporter. Yeah. Um, I feel as though. 
I definitely was a strong Hillary supporter as well, but I was more of a Bernie person from the beginning. And the things that obviously I believe that Hillary was probably the most qualified candidate for president ever, but I do have things that I don't like about her because I was was an Obama supporter and I was, so I'm just used to kind of not really liking the way her and Bill do things, but I do think that they're incredibly smart. But I think with Bernie, it's like, there's so many different like subsets of the way to support him now too, because it's like the people who deify him and are like he would have won, and the people who are like no, he probably would have lost worse. Yeah, and but he would have done so uh, while you know making some kind of positive effect. What I like about what he's doing now is it's like he's the only politician standing loudly for against the Dakota pipeline. He's using his new voice to call attention to issues and it's like yeah he he's the one yeah he's saying he'll work with trump if he goes against corporate america but he's also the one calling trump a racist to his face yeah, yeah. so it's like him and liz warner the only really loud voices of the opposition right now and i feel like there's emerging voices of the opposition because barack is just like playing damage control it feels yeah like. but it, it's also one of Keeping those things too running. yeah this is a conversation that i've been having a lot recently too where it's it's how people are reacting to basically a it's a natural disaster um it's yeah. that we caught so it's like not everyone can do the same thing and so mm. i have this conversation with people because it's like i personally i've only gone to one rally like mm. normally i feel like i'd be the person that would be at every protest be on the front lines like be yelling be screaming i've only made deal. it to one well no it's like i've only made it to one um and it's also because it's like one of the it's one of those things because it was like it was last weekend and it was my birthday and mm-hmm. i was like okay this is the first day that i've had to actually sit and think about what happened um i can sit down and do my research I can figure out who I want to call, if I want to write letters. Like, I just, like, I just need, it's like, I need time to figure out what is going to be most effective for me. So it's like, Mm -hmm. we can't have everyone protesting and rallying. We can't have everyone, we probably could have everyone making phone calls. But it's like one of those (laughs) things where it's like, everyone can't be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. There are so many different facets that we need to cover. Yeah. And I think people need to be doing all of those things. So like, yeah, right now, yes, Bernie is being very outspoken and saying these things. And I'm like, that's great. And I'm glad that he's doing that. And there needs to be someone doing that. But it's also like, yes, people need to be speaking out and people are speaking out. But, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses for anything, but it's like, there's also, I mean, there's also the people that need to be doing damage control. There's people that need to like be doing research. There's people that need to be working behind the scenes to figure out what the next step is. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's all of these different things that, um, are being done right now and need to be done. And just because one person is doing something more publicly or one person is doing something you relate to more, doesn't mean that they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean they're doing the wrong thing either. I just, it's just one of those situations where mm-hmm. everything is so up in the air. Yeah. And everyone is trying to figure out what the best move is. And yeah. everyone is trying to figure out what their next move is and, like, what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. How forward. Um, That's why I yeah. loved the Hamilton response where it was like they pleaded with Mike Pence to consider Just them. to give you context, uh, oh, Vice yeah. President-elect Mike Pence wa- attended a uh, attended Hamilton, the musical, uh, on Broadway mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, which would have been Friday. That's yeah. the context. And, and the audience <laughs> and the audience booed him, but uh, Aaron Burr, the new Burr, he told people not to boo, but he pleaded with Mike Pence. He said, "We re- we are diverse America of different you know ethnicities and sexual orientations, and we ask that you represent us as well." And it was like, and it's you know, it's 
it's the most directly he's gotten to be called out. It's pretty public and it's intense. This, like, it's like I think that in terms of like, should we do a politics talk? It's like we have to. This is like the craziest. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's totally. In fact, I don't even know if we're gonna do a separate session at this point. I think yeah, it's I mean, we can either. Yeah. Depending on how long this is, we can cut it. I feel like it's just all gonna be one. You got it. This is you came for Buffy, and you got our opinions. <laughs> That's on how politics. we get you. Yeah. <laughs> and we try to like, to, you know, I'll try to tie it to Wilkins somehow to make yeah. it. Like, hey, Buffy Wilkins trap. Yeah, it no, is. But yeah. I mean, I mean, the way that I would. Oh, can I bring this back? I'm just going to be talking about me, but it's my podcast. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. Well, because the thing that, because <laughs> it goes back to the whole uh, Buffy's experience at prom, because mm-hmm. I was in, I mean, we've all been in this like really weird kind of like rut. And uh, like I mentioned, it was my birthday and I was in this really weird place where like I was talking to my mom about it because my mom's birthday is right before election day. It's usually on election day a lot of the times. Um, so I wished her a happy birthday and she was like, yeah, I don't know. I feel weird. Like I don't. I don't feel like celebrating right now. Like I'm waiting for the election to happen. Maybe I'll celebrate after like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm also, I just feel weird. So then of course the election happened and then I was like, oh, and now it's my birthday. And I just like, I was like, I feel bad celebrating. Maybe I should cancel this. Maybe I should just like, and I was like, uh, I like went out to brunch for my birthday and I was like, I'm at brunch right now. I should be protesting. Like, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to like live normally and like actually celebrate my birthday? I feel terrible. And then I, we did a thing. We went to like a, a bar and a bunch of my friends showed up and it was like this really nice, like I had gone around and <laughs> I was drinking and I was trying to introduce two of my friends to all of my other friends that like didn't really know a lot of people. Uh-huh. So then I ended up like going, you guys were there. I ended <laughs> up going around and giving like mini bios for everyone yep, that was yep. there. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then it got that turned was, back on me and then yeah. I basically just had like f- fucking like forty people. Uh, Makes the little mini speeches about you. Giving yeah, little that mini. Was so fun. And I was so embarrassed, but it was also like, it was so nice because it was one of those things where I was just like, I've. It is. It's this that whole kind of like acknowledgement. It's like, oh, people see that I do things because I don't know. You like live Anthony your life, you do your stuff. Yeah, Anthony said I was a white feminist, which also goes. Because yeah. <laughs> you said it just now. <laughs> yeah, he but was uh, like, Holland is my favorite white feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get what he meant. I was like, yeah. <laughs> It was a deep cut. Um, but yeah, it's so like that because you're just like, oh, well, because then it's like, oh, OK. So then he remembers that article I wrote and then it goes back because it's like, oh, yeah, this person who is a writer who's always complimented me on my writing, who knows how upset I got when people were calling me out. Like mm-hmm. it was it was like there's like it's like stuff great. like that. And you're just like, oh, man, like I don't know, because you're just like, oh, people remember this stuff about me or people like acknowledge this stuff about me. And people I don't know. People just said really nice things to me. And even if people gave me shit about stuff, it was like jokingly like nice like it was like people brought up stuff that i didn't expect like it, it's just like a mm. weird you're, like because you realize what people notice about you mm-hmm. and then it goes back to this whole prom thing with buffy because it's like it may not seem like people are noticing anything or that like yeah. people give a shit but then it's like knowing that they do it's just like this it's this good it's a really good feeling mm-hmm. and the world is shit but like <laughs> but there's great things about it yeah. and it's been it's been shittier. Like, obviously, this is the, the grossest thing we've seen in a while. But, like, let's keep in mind that, like, Attila the Hun was running things at one point. Yeah. You know? But I think like, the scariest thing about where yeah. we are right now is because we know how bad it can get. Yeah. So we're kind of like, oh, what if we're bracing this happens again? Because it's like it didn't happen in our lifetime. Or, I mean, not in mine. But it's like... 
you think of the worst thing that happened in your lifetime and then you think of these like moments in history and you're like okay well what if like this happened again but in my lifetime like what would I do in this situation you're like I guess I'll find out because it's happening yeah no totally it's, uh, it's it is scary. the like I don't want something I, I'm very appreciative of is seeing how um, people sprung out of complacency right away oh um, yeah and they were like, what What organizations can I donate money to or donate time to? I've talked to so many people who are going to start volunteering now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say, like, this is the thing to fix the world or whatever, because I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and I am very negatively impacted by the decisions <laughs> a lot of people, but not the majority, made. Um, <laughs> no, about a million and, less. <laughs> but I will... I will say that I, I do, in my experience, which isn't a whole lot, but for what it's worth, the the best thing to do at all times is to keep the, the world spinning, and that's by acts of kindness. We're getting to the holiday season, just being nice uh. to other people, and it's one thing, and, and also being active in the political process. I called the Department of Justice for the first mm-hmm. time to voice complaints as a citizen, which I've never done before. Oh, cool. Um, I called Paul Ryan. You, you did the Paul Ryan call? Yeah. I called last night and they were like, it's after hours. I was there's, like, Paul Ryan after hours is the weirdest there's thing. Actually, <laughs> there's actually a really easy call you can make to Paul Ryan's offices right now. That's there's, what I did. There's like a weird, the weird survey thing It was after, happening. yeah. They're like, it's after hours. You can't take the survey. Oh. A robot told me. And I was like, robot, you're, you can't even vote. It's so bizarre because it's just like silent. Oh it's just like silent on the line. So I guess they want you to hang up. And then when they describe, they're like, oh, these are all the bad things about the Affordable Health Care Act. <laughs> Fucking Obama. He's the he, Affordable Care Act, excuse me, um, and just like all these negative things, all these negative things, all these negative things. So, do you really support this act? And you're like, yes, I do, robot. <laughs> yes, I do. Is how I have health care. Yeah. <laughs> Am I losing it? Make that clear. <laughs> um, but it is like being part of the process now, writing letters, making phone calls, pretty much doing these weird adult things that are kind of boring, like going to town hall meetings and stuff like that, are super important in the big system. Mm-hmm. And then. I, I believe, I truly believe that the founding mothers and fathers of this country put a system in process, and a portion of it is the political system. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that they put a social system also in process, forging the ideas of freedom and decency with mm-hmm. one another. The idea that we're not going to have, like, rich people can't look down upon poor people as lesser lives. Right. Like, that's an American pillar. And for us to uphold that, I think that that's a foundation that cannot be shaken as easily as something like the political system, which takes a long time to circulate. But I, I really don't think you can change the way that people think mm-hmm. like that in terms of freedom. I feel like freedom has so much momentum already. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Uh, and like I've seen like even like. To illustrate this point, like when the idea of the uh, Muslim registry came up, I saw a bunch of people like, we'll all sign up then. And that's something Mm -hmm. where, like, even if they can change a system or a process, like, the people were just like, well, then we react Mm -hmm. because we are so on this, like, this rolling wheel of freedom that's not going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah, like everybody was checking into Standing Rock because it yep. was like the police yeah. were using check-ins exactly. at Standing Rock to yeah. like. To, I mean, to if you have Chris people. Evans after you, if you have Captain America himself, yeah. like that's a that's pretty. And I know that he's not literally the character Steve but Rogers, but isn't he? But isn't he though? <laughs> but isn't he actually Captain yes. America? He must be at this point. He just has to be. Uh, so uh, it is. It is a thing, and I and it, it's never been easy. And I think that this is 
a great time to talk about Buffy and to be involved in Buffy and to mm-hmm. think about Buffy and to use that as whenever things get tough, remember that like there are always demons and some of us are chosen to fight them and some mm-hmm. of us maybe can't. Maybe some of us are Xanders or like season one to two Willows <laughs> uh, or Cordelia's, and but we'll still be there for the fight. Yeah. We'll see but it through. I will gladly enjoy the fight. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh... I was talking about how it feels like we realized we were in the wish dimension, the yeah. alternate dimension where Cordelia says that Buffy never came to Sunnydale. But then if you go back to the normal dimension, there's bad stuff happening there, Exactly. Too. In every dimension that exists, there will be bad things, and it doesn't mean that ours is doomed to be the worst. Yeah. People's, I really, I've, people's actions define them, and I feel like equally people's reactions to find them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the perfect example is, like, the whole beginning of this episode is Buffy getting her heart, like, torn out. <laughs> like, she is oh, so devastated yeah. over the angel breakup, and you're, like, watching Oof. it, you're devastated. Like, it's it's horrible. It's so upsetting because it's, like, you have these two people who very much love each other but cannot be together for reasons, and it's that makes it worse. Um, so Buffy is just, like, heartbroken, so upset and her reaction to that like she doesn't get to have her like prom experience that she wanted but then her reaction to that she mopes for like a second and then she's like no like you guys are gonna get a prom like everyone else is gonna get this and i'm gonna make sure you get it basically and so she just takes that on she's grieving and so fucking upset but she's like no i have to do this like you guys deserve this and like that's because that's buffy and that's what she does and it's Mm -hmm. and what was that story you read about her on set? Oh, yeah, I was reading, because I was reading Factoids beforehand. <laughs> um, she was saying that in the scene where Angel breaks up with Buffy, she, like, could not stop crying, so they had to, like, close set for, like, 25 minutes. So wow. she could, like... Yeah. I get that. She... I mean, they were dating scenes. in season two. But also, just, like, in general, like, I, it seems that, like... I understand being that kind of person that's just very emotional. And I'm sure I'm sure this is true of a lot of actors, and I'm not an actor, but I have the personality type of an actor, I've realized, because I'm just very, very uh, weak. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's a better like way to say it. No, right. no, 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 no. No, there's a better way to say it. I'm not saying it about you. I'm, like, saying it's it a lot of notifications. Uh, no, it's just a very thin skin. Sure. I'm very you're, you're sensitive. Very sensitive. You're sensitive very is the correct word. Yeah. I, oh, sensitive yeah. and emotionally invested. So it's like one of those things where it's it's like, yeah, so she cried during that scene because it's a very upsetting scene. And then it's, I don't know, you like cry and you can't stop crying. It happens. That happened the first time I watched Moulin Rouge. Oh. I could not stop crying for like an hour. You know my story about Moulin Rouge, right? No. I went to go see it. Uh, me and I went to go see it in downtown Disney on like a, as like a Valentine's Day thing no. a while back. And it was it like a re-release? E- they were showing it in the theater that's like right there. The AMC that's like owned by Disney-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it wasn't when it first came out. No, no, no. This was like like two years ago. Oh, okay. And it was like, because I love Moulin Rouge. And it was like in theaters. And we was like, this is great. You should We, we should go watch this. This is cool. And so we went. And it's ending, and I'm like, I'm not gonna cry. And this movie touches me, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold it down because like I think that if I started crying, I wouldn't stop. And then I hear the guy behind me just let it go, and he <sighs> is just sobbing at the end. And then I go, and then like you just hear this chain reaction of all these guys who like love Baz Luhrmann films <laughs> just, <laughs> just start to cry, <laughs> just all of us, and then walking out. And it was so it was just a great moment. 
where like one guy was like, it's okay, let's all feel feelings. <laughs> we all yeah. felt feelings. Oh uh, yeah, that's my. I tend to. I always want to cry. I like aim to cry. Um, but I remember the one time that I really specifically tried to suppress tears. I was in the third grade watching uh, The Little Princess, which I believe is directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Yep, yep. And there's this really, really touching reunion with her father at the end. And I was just like, <laughs> and I was crying and I didn't want my crush, Lauren, to know Um and I think she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she does now. I, I told her many years okay. <laughs> I uh, There's two moments in The Avengers, which I've been watching a lot lately <laughs> since the election, that have really got, that get me. And one is when Nick Fury says, I still believe in heroes. Mm. That hits me hard. And then the other one is when Tony's on the ground at the end after the fight, after everything's happened. And they pull his space plate off, and then Hulk like does this primal scream, mm-hmm. like this scream that comes from somewhere, and Tony wakes up. Yeah, and that is a moment where I like I'll have to leave the room if we're watching Avengers together because I'll be like, I this means everything. Yeah. <laughs> I he, have like, to wait, go curl he up. Bats, he like he like smelling salts him basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like this like he screams life yeah. <laughs> into Tony Stark because yeah. he's so upset, and like Hulk is like this character that like everyone has written as like so angry and I was like he's the anger of Bruce Banner and it's not just he is emotionally vulnerable Bruce Banner yeah. mm-hmm. and Joss like right, right away was just like no that's this is what it is Hulk is just mm-hmm. the kid version of Bruce but with muscles <laughs> that can mm-hmm. throw things yeah. Um, which yeah. is so great totally. I realized that I totally didn't drop the crazy Harry Potter thing that blew my mind because I've also been watching a lot of Harry Potter and Hunger Games because uh, <laughs> they're both about youth yeah, Organiza- youth organizing against an exactly. oppressive <laughs> regime. Yeah, uh, against like... older people who hate a lot of other people. Uh, <laughs> but the moment in Harry Potter that blew my mind in the first film is Hagrid plays the Harry Potter theme. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's really like weird. Yeah, yeah. It's canon that Hagrid created that theme. So, did Hagrid create the theme, or does Hagrid know Hagrid's in a movie? Uh. I don't think he knows he's in a movie. Because, and here's my argument for this, is Hagrid in the entire first film goes like, by the way, the secret passage is this. I shouldn't have said that. Wink, shouldn't have said that. And later it's like, by the way, if you want to put the dog to sleep, here's a really easy way to sneak past it. I really shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot about that. Granted, I'm totally saying the lines differently than he did. That is amazing. I'm not saying it's a broken script. It's a great script. It's Uh, an amazing... The Harry Potter movies, I think, are amazing translations of books. It's just really meta. uh, I think Hagrid um, knows. (laughs) uh, Fantastic Beast is heavily deals with xenophobia. Wow, and the way that watch and like the way that J.K. writes us, uh-huh. like Americans, is like we are like awful, like <laughs> in like Muggle, like they call nomadge, uh, which actually doesn't seem as annoying when they say it in the movie because it's also when I was like, reading it, I was like, the way that they say it, it's it's her way of saying we're dumb. Okay, and then we deserve it, and then it's like, and the government <laughs> in the magical government forbids inter. Uh, wizard muggle wow marriages so it's a magical version of the movie loving i think i saw that oh well it came out the it also came out yesterday which will now when this podcast comes out last weekend oh i gotta see but it's about the first it was like the fight to legalize 
uh, or decriminalize interracial marriage. Oh. Did you? The one thing I did notice when I was watching this episode, uh, there are a lot of like interracial couples at the prom. Yeah, yeah. I always notice mm-hmm. stuff like that just because I am like mixed race. So whenever I see a lot of like interracial things, I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Also, Jonathan. Walking in with, uh, pardon my French, but a smoking hot prom date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to see him go from earshot to prom. Yeah. Is, Things are looking up. Pardon? Things are Things looking up. Yeah. And also, it's just like he, I, like, I love that he embraced life. Because it was a thing where he was just like, you pretty people don't understand and everything like that. And then Buffy gives him the speech. And I think that because he evolved past that, mm-hmm. he was then able to, like, live this life that I think he was thinking he was being held back from. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but it was like, no, Jonathan, of course you get to go to prom with, mm. and you, you both get to look gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whomever. I wish we knew more about his prom date. I know. I don't think she's ever I don't want to objectify her. I don't want to be like, good job, Jonathan, you valued up. That's not, I don't <laughs> want it to be read that way. I would, no. He was, looked happy. Yeah, yeah and she He looked too. happy, and I think no. he went against his own stance from mm-hmm. earshot. <laughs> yeah. And, um... No discussion of prom is complete without talking about Anya for a minute. Uh, I just love her so much. I wish I was Anya. Yeah, I do too. I love her so much. I just think she's so funny. Like, and the Xander, I love her asking of Xander. Yeah. Where she's like, you're less obnoxious than most men. (laughs) I love that she's like the data of oh, Star Trek. she totally is. Or like the shout out to Bat Splainin, by the way. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, Bat Splainin, an amazing Twitter uh, account where it's just Batman explaining or Bat Splaining, if you will. <laughs> Did you go on like a pod? Did you have a podcast? Yeah, uh, well, um, I was on my friend Justin's podcast called Bat Splaining. Uh, no, no, no. It's he just covers uh, Batman the animated series. Oh, um, it's not the same thing. And but we talked about Bat Splaining in that and in a previous <laughs> future <laughs> episode. I think it was recorded before, but was. Published was released later. Uh, someone else was talking about how Batman batsplains things. So now it's a thing. And then uh, this wonderful human being created a Twitter account. So check it out. But also gave a shout out. Was like, uh, there's a lot of Star Trek influence. Oh yeah, I saw that tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, got it. So. Got cred for bringing up X Files all the time. Oh yeah, which you, I hadn't brought it up yet. But just, now uh, I just brought up the X Files. You're welcome. Do you think hackers knows X Files? Um, Could you pick a parallel with X-Files in this episode? My hmm. only Star Trek one is just Anya officially up taking over her role as the human who's trying to understand how to be human. Oh, Data. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there isn't really... X-Files doesn't just do a huge amount of high school stuff. Mm-hmm. No... I like I I can't think of a major. I mean, there's probably a way to relate it, but I can't think of any major thing. Yeah. Um, well, if you out there have any uh, thoughts about it, yeah, let I, us I feel like know. this isn't the episode. Yeah, the uh, Hellhounds are interesting and very like, casual and. I love how thwarted. that's such like yeah. it's like a C plot. It's like all right, I guess we have to have this in the episode, but it's clever though because it's like they do it on purpose. It's mm-hmm. like we we have to put these villains in, we have to have Be- uh, Buffy fight them, and it has to be like a quick and easy fight. Um, and they know that like we're just gonna throw this in there, but we're gonna be like obvious that we're just throwing this in there. It's very and it's and it's because the, the best part and the part that really like brings it home for me is it's like. He ha- it's like, I have my reasons, and it cuts to him like asking one girl to prom and her saying no, and it cuts back, and it's yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's they, it. I love <laughs> that that's it. <laughs> flexibility with the show Bible, and yeah. I feel like it's a great element that you also see in X-Files and Supernatural, 
where they it's not like this thing where it's like and act four we have to do this yeah. guys like they're willing to just play with the formula yeah uh and it's it's so fun like that's such a great moment where yeah. she meets the villain and is like oh, this is it i mean <laughs> yeah. in that sense it's almost like uh it's almost kind of like Bad Blood, which is like kind of like a parody episode mm-hmm. with the vampires and like Luke Wilson and stuff, but they kind of like make fun of the typical case structure because yeah. it's like mm-hmm. making fun of itself and it's more meta. And I think Prom Night, even though this episode is very serious and very sad with all the character stuff, the uh, the like case itself, mm-hmm. um, the that is completely making the fun procedural. of itself. Yeah. yeah, the procedural part of the episode is just totally making fun of itself, and then the rest of it is like this very serious. It's so smart. Marty Noxon is so good. Yeah. She does such a good job. She's great. I want to be her. And you did it. You got the X Files comparison. Yeah, it's like a loose one, uh, but it's. I count like, it. I count yeah, it. Yeah. I count and it. Bad Blood vampires, you know. Yeah. I mean, we we had we just had data. <laughs> also, Bad Blood is Gillian Anderson's favorite episode. The Prom is Sarah Michelle Gellar's favorite episode. Whoa, oh, that's a. I mean, you yours was already strong, but that came in. It's bringing it home. Tough. Mm-hmm. And that is our bell. Unfortunately, we are starting to run out of time, um, but we will have a, a Joss Whedon executive producer bit at the end, so worry not. But also, we're not completely out of the woods yet. We have. Uh, a fun little extracurricular activity to do right now, which means we're going to make something up on the spot inspired by the episode, and we have no idea what it is. We have not talked about it. We have not planned it. In fact, we are uh, we scrambled together to do this episode, to be totally honest. So, uh, so Holland, what are we doing this week? Okay, I have a good idea. This is going to be a nice one. Um, I think that we should give each other awards, oh. like class awards. Ooh. Really quick, I love, I love that. That's a great idea. Nice that just one. reminded me of the, one of my favorite moments in the episode, which is Xander's reaction to the class clown. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! Who was that guy? Just the guy. Also, that, like, could be a random... prop class clown. <laughs> <laughs> the random guy that just like comes in and just has the balloon hat. <laughs> he's like, Whoop. oh, that was. Rough. I love those. And you see Xander like hoping that he's yeah. gonna get it. He's yeah. like, this is the one thing. He this takes is... pride in like the minutia of oh, his class man. clown performance. Also, I like that they don't do a prom king and prom queen. How yeah, that's not like an important thing. Mm. because that's, that's so weird how yeah. that's a thing and then like people who are dating other people that have to dance with that <laughs> oh we didn't weird. talk about prom we don't oh, have yeah, to we didn't tell prom. our prom story uh, i don't have good prom stories we don't mind neither cool. okay like, neither of them were romantic or exciting and i saw episode three after my junior prom like well, we I, I went from prom in prom gear and i was a junior and then i went and watched episode three and i was like wow this movie is tough bad <laughs> then I went home. It was the first time I realized that it was yeah. bad. Oh, and then my actual prom, like like senior prom, I dressed up as uh, uh, Sean Connery's Bond from uh, Russia. Great. Uh, and so it was the white suit, and I and no one cared. Um, okay, great. So let's give <laughs> let's give <laughs> let's give out awards. Um, cue the music. All right, welcome to the Sunnydale Study Group. Season three prom, everyone. It's it's of course the award season, as we like to call it in in prom. Uh, so we're going to be giving out awards right now, and uh, we'll take it away. Holland, would you like to start? Uh, yeah. See, uh, this was uh, my idea. I wanted to make things more fun this year. I mean, you always get like the standard superlatives. You have the prom king and the prom queen, and all of those like best eyes and whatever. But like, wanted to make it a little more fun this year. Um, so wanted to give out some awards that I totally know what they are. <laughs> 
Great, great. So let me just uh, rummage back here and grab. We are paying the DJ by the hour. So. Hold on one sec. I want to make this. I want to make this good. I. Um, uh, to uh, uh, study group member Chris Bramante, we wanted to give him the uh, Golden Pen Award. Ooh. Um, you know, what's really hard is speaking and saying sentences. It's rough. It's sometimes it's easier to write them on mm-hmm, paper, but mm-hmm. when you have to say sentences, particularly five sentences, and they have to, you know, all go together and cover a lot of things and be somewhat grammatically correct. I mean, it's 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 really hard, and someone's got to do it. And we have we have Chris to that. So Chris, here is your your golden pen award. Thank you for your amazing five sentence synopses. <sighs> We're you. very very appreciative. Oh, thanks, Holland. Um, yeah, yeah, no problem. This award means a lot. I didn't even think that I was gonna get an award. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do today. And uh, Holland, we actually, as the committee, decided that you also get an award. Oh, wow. This and, is really a, uh, this is a twist. It is also golden, but the gold is not in the name of the prize itself. It's uh, it's just a, a little... Solid gold. It's, it's just a solid gold brick uh, <laughs> to say uh, you are the most likely to succeed... And also the best at putting up with bullshit. So you get the best at putting up with bullshit, which will allow you to succeed in life award. Mm-hmm. Here you it's go. It's just a brick. Oh, it's hefty. One at a time. That's how you build a wall. <laughs> you also have this, uh, there's a second award that you've been given. It's also solid gold. Uh, it is a gramophone. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's it going to be heavy with the brick. It is. It's, uh, it's not a Grammy, but it looks like one. Um, Legally distinct. Yes. And it actually functions. And what it does is it gives little facts every five seconds because you also get the Golden Truth Teller Award. The Golden Truth Teller Award. The GTTA. The GTTA. Thanks. Oh, wow. It looks like... Looks like there's one here for Omar. Let's move these soda cans. (laughs) It's behind the soda cans. Uh, It is a... uh, It is a... Also golden. Oh, wow. Uh, spider web. Okay. Made from real spider's webs because you are uh, the golden web that keeps it all together award. Wow. Yeah, and uh, careful because there you. are flies that are in it. Good, great. But all spiders that were part of the web have been since encased in gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so was I... the web encased in gold or was it strewn out of gold? You know what? It's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, I think it came out that way. It's like a, it's like a King Midas situation. I think, yeah. Golden spiders. This is great. Thank you. Spiders. Thank uh, you all. We have another uh, another award here. This one, this one also golden, uh, uh-huh. but smaller. It's a it's a pin. Okay. It's a golden pin, uh, and it uh, it has a, a, a little. It's kind of like a microphone, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of like a book. We tried to combine a bunch of different things, and now it's just like this amalgamish shape. We don't, mm-hmm. and, you know, but you know, it looks nice. Um, and it is, it is the uh, the golden uh, moderator award. So oh, yeah, wow. you know, you keep us keep us on track for the most part. You intro intro in, keep everyone up to date with what's happening. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, you do do the talking good. <laughs> I'm like myself. The do the talking good award. I see a uh, thumbs up award here. Uh, it, I, it might be an actual hand that was dipped in gold. Uh, most enthusiastic. Sliding that right over to Chris right oh, there. Oh, thanks, guys. There it is. And then there's oh. one last one here that the three of us voted on. The golden headphones, and we're rewarding those to you, the listeners of this podcast. Because of you, we've gotten three seasons into this. We've gotten to do live events. We've also gotten through life a lot easier because we get to talk about Buffy mm-hmm. and interact with you on the internet or in person or at conventions. And it has been such a blast, and it is such a joy to come back into this, and it really is keeping me sane. So please take this golden headphone award. Uh, and as the three of us say, Thank you, you, the podcast protectors. And that is our final bell, which means we are out of time, unfortunately. But we will have a little gift session in a second. I love all my Uh, new awards. Yeah, these are great. The little, oh, I got to hang these up. Super (laughs) endogram That's pretty representative of you. Yeah. You can chuck the brick at people who annoy you if you'd like. And then have yeah. them bring it back. Exactly. I mean, the brick only is one. a metaphor, only so it's, <laughs> no one's actually physically getting hurt. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this uh, discussion of episode 20 of season three prom. We are going to be closing up season three very soon, and we have amazing guests coming up. Mm-hmm. And so we are closing this, uh, this, this season hard. It is going to be a huge, huge closing. I'm so excited. Um, so let's just wrap this up so we can uh, get these people back to their lives and we can hop back in next week. Chris, where can they find you? Hello, I'm Chris Bramante. Uh You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as and YouTube as a Montioc. My newest specific thing is a music video called Hufflepuff Puff Pass. It's going to come out. Hopefully it's already out by the time I'm saying this. Omar's in the video. Um... And uh, Holland would have been too, but I think it was just a scheduling issue. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you can find that. You can find me with a group robot teammate. We play on the Geek and Sundry Twitch. We play uh, across the uh, Los Angeles area. And um, Hamilton's is alive and I think coming back soon. Music videos on Anna Fantastic. And that's me. Thanks. Awesome. That's great. How about you, Holland? Where can they find you? Uh, my name is Holland Farkas. If you want to get into fights with me on the internet, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Holland Farkas. Uh, I have a Facebook page at Holland Farkas that I don't update, so don't go there. Um, don't go there. The newest uh, Loot Crate theme reveal video should have dropped by the time this episode drops, and I actually wrote it. So I would recommend giving it a watch because um, I can't talk about what it's about because it's a theme reveal. Um, but the theme will be revealed and then they'll be the theme. Um, I don't know. I worked really hard on it. We put a lot of work into it. So I'm excited to see it. The uh, the finished version. That should be good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Omar. You can also find me on Twitter at Omar Nisham. Also, some stuff will be popping up in a little bit on Two Broke Geeks. Uh, also, I've taken it upon, uh, or me and I have taken it upon ourselves to uh, use the Two Broke Geeks Twitter to just post encouraging 
memes, pictures, references in the geeky world. So if you need a little oasis from stress or you just need a little pick-me-up, feel free to check Two Broke Geeks on Twitter. Uh, and that's the main dedication right now for the next little while. <laughs> and you can always find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Again, that's at SSG Podcast or Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram. Chris is very active on there. And on Facebook at Sunnydale, on Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook. Uh, we would love to hear what prom awards you think you would receive or you would like to gift to others. Let's make this the giving season. It's almost Thanksgiving. Let's talk about how grateful we are. Mm-hmm for each other and how grateful we are for Buffy. This sounds so culty. Um, let's use the, the lens of Buffy and get, let's this give us an opportunity to thank each other for the things we appreciate and might not normally voice. Uh, so let's do that. That would be, I think that would be a good thing to do. We will be back Next, I don't know exactly when because Thanksgiving might throw another monkey wrench. We're gonna try to be back next week. If not, we'll be back the week after. Do not worry. And we've got great guests, and we are closing out season three, and we will head right into season four after that. And it's Mm -hmm. gonna be uh, such a blast. We're gonna have a great holiday season. We've got a lot of things planned. Yeah. So make sure to tune back in when we're back. And until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. It's good being back. We'll see you next week. Okay, so quick little gift session. I went to Boston, oh, and yeah. uh, I wanted to get you guys specific things from Salem yes. that might be awesome. magical, mm-hmm. a little witchy all over the place, and they're specific to you guys. So it's two rounds. So I'm going to give you guys the personal gifts right now. Oh, right. Thank you. Uh, for, let's start off with Holland. Uh, since you had lived so close to Salem for so long, I didn't want to get you just like a typical Salem thing because okay. you can probably easily get them. So I wanted to give you something that has magic because of memory and something you'd like. It's a- Pin. A little Salem pin. This is perfect oh. because I just broke my uh, San Diego historical site pin. <laughs> so now I have a Salem historical site pin. Is that Jeez. Predator alien pin? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it's alien cool. predator. Uh, Chris, you have many decisions to make in life, so I got you this. It's a pendulum that will help you make decisions. I'll show you how to use it. Whoa. And it it works. Uh, it, it works. People might think that I'm sounding crazy, but, like, I really, uh, it's no surprise to people that I'm a little witchy myself. This thing mm-hmm. legitimately works, and you can ask yes or no questions that you are trying to answer yourself, and it will lean towards the answer. And Mia didn't believe me. She was like, all right, yeah. And then I had her do it, and it freaked her out. Which which way does it like is like one side yes and one side no? You get to draw the board. Oh. And then you'll hang it over the board and it's a pendulum and then as you're thinking very hard about the question, it will lean towards and make a decision for you. Oh. So then on top of that, I got you guys something else. I went to uh Chestnut Street, which was the first planned street in the United States of America Whoa. by the uh by the American government. Um 
and there is a tradition or there's sort of a thing in like Wicca and like new agey stuff where in the autumn you collect an acorn and you give it to somebody and then they hold on to it until the next season and it keeps them safe. So I got you guys acorns oh specifically God, acorn. from awesome. Chestnut Street, the first plant street in the United States of America. This is my leaves. Awesome. Thanks, Omar. Absolutely. Oh, little acorn. You'll never betray me. 